Hi, and welcome everyone to CRM Rocks. Today's episode will be about being an entrepreneur, and with me today I have Therese Lorenson. With her 10 plus years of solid experience as a finance business partner, both in the US and Sweden at group headquarters, track record of spearheading major strategic projects, cross-borders and cross-function relating to process improvement, change management, worldwide outsourcing initiatives and BI implementation. Very social and entrepreneurial person who has, alongside her professional career, started a successful photography business. Welcome, Therese Lawanson. Thank you so much, Marcus. As an entrepreneur or a self-employed, who are your customers? Uh, My customers are mainly um, uh, private people who want to cover their walls with beautiful pictures of either from their wedding or from, you know, their family or, and I also do a lot of boudoir photography. Um, And uh, about 20% is aimed towards uh, businesses. So that's a very small part of what I do. So I imagine it's easy for you to identify the actual customer then. Yes, I would say so. But it's actually more so the opposite, to be honest. It's, the, it's, it's usually the, the customer that identifies me uh, based on my style of, of photography. So it goes both ways, to be honest. All my customers are very similar in what they want. What does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur? Being an entrepreneur, I mean, I've always been very entrepreneurial. So even in my uh, roles in the corporate world, I've been very entrepreneurial uh, and always trying to think uh, ahead and how you can improve things within the organization. So it's pretty much applying it to a one-man or one-woman show. And um, just, I mean, it's a whole new world, really, because all of a sudden it's just me deciding (laughs) everything. And uh, it's both refreshing and of course, a little bit scary. But that's why, you know, I do have a good network of, uh, of other photographers uh, that you can uh, talk to. But um, it's uh, being an entrepreneur is being a risk taker for sure because you never really know when you're changing strategy. And, uh, but that's, that's kind of what I like, to be honest. So is it the same to be an entrepreneur, to be an enthusiast? I mean, you definitely need to be enthusiastic to be an entrepreneur, but uh, just because you're uh, enthusiastic doesn't mean you can become an entrepreneur, I don't think. I I hear a lot of people all the time, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur and I want to start my own business. But it's, I think, and, and this is not just necessarily from my end but just in general uh, I think the entrepreneurs are not necessarily the the smartest people or the um, uh, the ones who went to the best schools or who has the best network I or had the best idea even I think the entrepreneurs that are successful uh, are the ones that are just just do it they, they they just jump in uh, and uh, and go ahead, even if it's on a small scale. So you might have big plans, but, you know, you need to start somewhere. So I think just doers, people that just, you know, jump in. Is it the same to you to start up a new business, self-employed and being an entrepreneur, or can you be entrepreneurial in a bigger organization? I mean, that's kind of what I talked about before. I definitely think you can. Um, I definitely think you can. Absolutely. Because, again, it's just someone who makes things happen. 
So you've gone from being a controller in really big organizations and companies like Deloitte and Teleka to being just you and self-employed photographer. How was that for you? I mean, I have not at all given up my corporate career. Um, I'm definitely uh, ha- still have one leg uh, there. Um, so for me, it's just different phases in life, to be honest. Uh, I've always been a photographer in the sense where I've always, you know, captured everything that's gone around, gone on around me. It's it's uh, first 2011 where I started to actually get paid for it. Um, so I think it's it's a it's just evolving. I mean, it may be that the photography business I'm gonna you know try to downsize that for a couple of years to do the corporate thing again. So yes, it's different worlds, but at the same time, it's. Um, uh, it's just been natural with with what else has been going on in my life, you know, in terms of family and and so forth. So, um, it's been it's it hasn't been a very big step to be honest. Okay, <laughs> I haven't so given up how, anything. So, how does this change your uh, customer focus then? I mean, if you want to compare it to what I've done before, my customers has always been they've always been. Um, internal and inside the company Um, and being a photographer is very much a service profession as well um, as being in an internal role in a company so now my customers are external and the end customer and of course um, in a sense difference different because now I'm working with private people and they're actually spending the money from their own wallets and not, you know, their business wallets. So, of course, there's a bigger uh, responsibility on my shoulders to deliver what my customers want. But at the same time, um, and this is something that has also evolved uh, during the last five years where when I've had my business, is that it's all about expectations it's all about expectations uh, it's very important that my customers know what they get if they come to me uh, there should not be any any questions if you look at my website those are the type of pictures you're going to get of course with you in it and i mean the, i mean the coloring the lighting and and all that um so before every session, whether it's, of course, I spend a lot more time with uh, my wedding customers because, first of all, they spend a lot more money and it's a lot bigger effort for me. Uh, I spend several days just, you know, both preparing, but also when I come home on the computer. So it's a it's a much bigger job. And, and uh, you know, a wedding, you can't redo a wedding. So, um, and that's where... I've started to send out questionnaires beforehand to my customers where I try to identify, okay, um, so you've chosen me, I've chosen you, (laughs) in a sense, and what is it that you expect from this session? And, And this is very important for me to take the temperature on the customer, okay, some people want more, um, you know, post pictures or some want only candid shots. I just want you to capture what's going on. So, of course, I have my style of working, but it's very important for me because, again, I want to meet expectations. If you have a certain expectation when you come to me and if I notice that, wait a minute, this person or this customer is not my customer, I will send them to someone else. I will absolutely do that because it's imperative that um, people hire me and get, um, you know, and get what they want. So 
Yeah. So finding out customer expectation and meeting or succeeding them. Yes. But exactly. is that really a different from the sort of the corporate world? I mean, finding out expectation is it just a different way of finding out and meeting the expectations? It's a good question. Um, probably something that's probably not that common really in the photography world in a sense you think that oh she has a good camera she's just going to capture us blah 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 so i think that's what's evolved you need to find out if the people you are meeting is the right customer for you so it might be that you're facing more customers now a quantitative measurement so it's more more of them so you have to get each and every one's expectations right then not really to be honest i'm very much um you know quality before quantity i'm I'm not really to be honest i don't i don't have that many uh, customers a month i try to limit it because um and especially during the high season when i have you know a wedding almost every every weekend so uh I, I actually don't think that's it. It's really that the quality is so important for me that I need to, you know, make sure. And also another thing, getting to know your customers, not necessarily family for family sessions, but for weddings, because it really, really shows in the pictures if you're having fun. If you if you like your photographer, it sounds like a cliche or something, but y- you can really tell in in uh, at least the portrait pictures. You can you can tell if you've had a fun session. If the people in it are relaxed or they're exactly. really constrained. They're re- yeah, and... if they're really relaxed and, and comfortable because you're actually capturing people on their wedding day when you know, all of a sudden they have to look extremely, you know, happy and in love like that. And of course they are, but they're also nervous. So it it takes it takes a lot of work to to uh, not for everyone, of course. It's very different. Again, that's my job to find out who is this customer. Oh, they hate being in front of the 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 camera. I mean, then I have more to work with, or they love it. They want a two-hour session or so, and and that's sometimes, if I would have had, you know, 10 customers a week, my, the quality might have gone, gotten, uh, you know, I might have started to mix up customers. <laughs> I don't know. I try to, I try to keep it, um, uh, not go bananas with the, the amount of customers. I say no to a lot of things. I say no, no to a lot of things. I do. Do you as an entrepreneur have more customer focus now, would you say? It's different because I'm the brand. Yeah, you're hiring Therese Lorenzen photography. So in a sense, I'm you're you're hiring me. So it's more personal right now for me. So Is this good or bad? Um uh, I would say, I don't want to say either. I think it's just different. It's different because when you're working for a company, and, and of course, I've always been very quality conscious, um, obviously. Uh, but now it's kind of like, you know, my name is on the line here. <laughs> so it's very important for me to do, you know, everything I can to to um, to deliver which I do and I, you know that's why I do what I do but but I think my <clears throat> my focus and my customer focus uh, is just different so you haven't actually done something really intentionally t- to change your customer focus yeah this sounds like a, a little bit <laughs> It's, it it does sound like I'm doing it, but I have I've done extremely little marketing to be honest. My thing instead is um, 
making my customers extremely happy and that creates ambassadors out there that you know if somebody thought oh you know what we need yeah so how's it going with your wedding planning yeah great uh, have you found a photographer because i know the best one instead of going out there oh you book now you get 20 that's not my customers i want the customers who really want me and the type of pictures that i take and just completely trust what i do and i mostly get all this from recommendations and it, it, this sounds now i sound like oh i'm so awesome but but that's how it's become because those are my customers you know then there are other people who have not who would not at all be be happy with my pictures but again that's why the expectation thing is so important because you know we all have different styles of what i what we like and i all, only work with natural light for example if you do want a studio uh photographer that's not me i don't i don't use flash and i don't use um artificial light so um what i was so going to get to yeah. word uh, of mouth create uh, ambassadors and and referrals that's how you want yes. your customers to or how to reach new customers then yeah that's how most people come to me and then of course seo is important also but and that's short for search engine optimization so if you google for something yeah. similar to what you're doing in the location you're at you want to be found yeah i mean google is good too definitely <laughs> yeah. um all right how do you interact with uh, your customers is it more or less or or is it just a change of way do you interact i really don't want to compare because it's so different so um, all right so let's not compare then how do you interact today it depends again on what kind of um photo session it is but if it's a bigger job uh i usually get contacted via email but then i tend to pick up the phone and i have a system uh called 17 hats which is a a system pretty much a crm system for entrepreneurs online it's an application or an yeah an app um uh where I have specific workflows for each type of session or, or customer. So if you're a wedding customer, I have a certain workflow where I start out with, uh, you know, the first contact and then, you know, what do they want and, you know, where are they getting married and, you know, just, you know, feeling the customer out. And if they want to meet, we meet so that I can show them kind of uh, more of my products and, and so they can get to know me. So I have a very, um, you know, thorough workflow that I follow. But this also has to do with, again, me uh, wanting to be the best for my customer and not missing out on anything. Um, you know this this has has happened before i had this system and and it's extremely unprofessional to you know even even miss to send an invoice is not you know that's not very good it's a little bit bit embarrassing to miss something like that exactly but but okay so you have this processes or workflows and and 17 hats is a system that allows you to sort of automate that but going back to the the first contact you said that you want to call them is that important for you to make that so they can listen to it and you make that personal connection really early on yes i think that's crucial because it's not like i'm the only wedding photographer out there and if they contact me and if they're having their wedding at an amazing location or i Let's say I love their email or their date is perfect or their place. I mean, for example, 
I, I did my first destination wedding in Portugal last week. And this is definitely something that I want to continue doing. So say, for example, I get a request for, oh, we're getting married in Paris. Do you want to come down and capture this? I mean, it will take three minutes before I call that customer. So, yes, I think time is of the essence because there's so many photographers out there. So if you're not, you know, picking up the phone and making that connection immediately, you will not you will not get that customer. That's an opportunity walking out the door then for you. Yeah, exactly. But it has to be but again, since I'm I'm also picky on my end in who I'm working with, so it's also an opportunity for me to get to know, okay, is this my customer really? Do they have they really looked at my website and what I can offer and, and what my eye tells you? Or have they emailed 25 other photographers and they don't really know what they want? I mean, that might be the case that they're just browsing and if you pick up the phone, then... And you do it quickly. Yeah, I might cap. I might. I might capture. If they're just browsing, they don't really know what they want. Maybe, maybe I can get get them to want what I have. Being an entrepreneur also means, and especially if you're self-employed as you are, that also means that you're doing other stuff yourself too, like administrative. So things. much, so much. You you would you would not believe. I mean, um, and this is something also. I, I don't think people think about when. You, oh wow! So much for a photography session. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, you know, there's a lot of hours spent uh, afterwards, also. But there's so much other time uh, spent on just following up things, organizing things, um, you know, <laughs> to the government, <laughs> uh, tax, uh, tax stuff. And there's, there's just a lot of other things, keeping your, your website updated and also keeping your experience up to date and learning new things. Um, next week, I'm taking three days to go to... Um, way up north, which is a a wedding, a large wedding convention where all the major wedding photographers in Northern Europe, actually they're coming from the US, they're coming from Australia, they're coming from all over, meet in Stockholm. And there are speakers that, you know, some of the most amazing photographers, wedding photographers in the world are coming to speak. Um and just things like that. That's three days of lost work. But what I bring back from that is, of course, uh, all the networking I've done and also new ideas on how to both approach my customers and in terms of marketing and how you, you know, keep being creative in what you do. Uh, so, I mean, those types of things are really important. And of course, no one is paying me for that. So that's also something that, you know, is very, uh, you know, useful uh, if, if towards my customers. Yeah, and it might cost you more, actually. It's not just loss of income, but it might it will cost you something too. Yeah. All right, so is this like building your brand also that you getting recognized within your own community to be honest i'm not as forward there as i should be probably um i have a gazillion ideas on how to get out there more but i'm pretty happy with the workload i have um so I mean, just for photographers, there's so many different blogs and, uh, and, you know, there's so much for, you know, specifically weddings that where you can get published and get out there and, and get your work shown. But I've never really spent time on that. And that's a big thing that 
you know, if you really want to get out there more, those are the types of things you should be doing because your customers are on those blogs. They're on, you know, the Norwegian wedding blog, which is a big one, Style Me Pretty, all these, one, you know, American large blogs. So if you get featured there, that's a big win. Uh, but I've never even tried uh, because it's it takes a lot of time and effort. So, you know, given my future strategy of more, hopefully more destination weddings um, being flown in all over the place, um, that is something that I probably need to, to start looking at. If we try to go back to this other administrative question then mm -hmm. so does this mean that you might lose your customer focus while doing these other tasks or how do you struggle with that i mean it's it's all about time management you have to uh try to structure your time uh so that you don't lose focus on your customers on the jobs, but at the same time, keep up to date with all the admin stuff. But I, I can be honest, I mean, the, it's usually the, the, the customer that comes first. I mean, it's really, that's how it ends up. And, um, you know, accounting and, and those types of things, even though I have an interest in it, uh, that's always second. So, uh, You know, I try to sit down once a month to actually just do it. But uh, sometimes there's a, a job that comes, you know, before that. So I, I, I know what you're asking, but I don't, I don't see it as. I mean, it's just important for me. Time management. Don't take up. Don't take on too much work because that's when you get screwed. You then you don't have time for anything. So. Is that hard to find that level for you then to 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 know where your treasure is? Yes, very much. Especially since um, I haven't done this full time for that long, and and um, there's all also high seasons and low seasons. So between May and September, it's extremely high season. And at that time, you also want to have vacation with your family. You want to, but you also want to deliver everybody's work. So at that time, you're working a lot more than you should, probably. But then October, November rolls around, and you can actually catch up. So you know, you have to kind of do time management across the year, almost. So does that mean that you try to perhaps save some of the administrative administrative tasks for later then so that you have more time for your customers when they need you? Yeah, I would say for Q3, uh, the third quarter of the year, I always tend to do that accounting, you know, in, in, in bulks during, you know, when I have some slow time. So... You know, there's a lot that needs to be, you know, caught up when you've been extremely busy. But also doing low season, I can sit with the creating albums for my customers with their pictures. I mean, it's something I love doing. Um, so, you know, but that's not really, that's also creating value for my customer. Uh, but it's not something I have to do during high season. It's something I can do during you know, October, and that's actually something I'm sitting with right now. Does that mean that you try to, to plan these conferences and these uh, um, improving yourself trips during yeah. the low season then? Yes, absolutely. You cannot be doing that during during the summer. Uh, and that's also why they they put this, uh, <laughs> put this con conference in the middle of October because they know no one would ever come before that um, <laughs> since it's uh, you know, five, know it 500 wedding photographers coming together it's uh, impossible so when you started up this company it, or changed from 
being a controller did you have an, an a mentor to sort of lead you into this entrepreneurship not really i mean both my um both my parents are entrepreneurs uh, especially my dad so i think it's always been something i've known um and and this uh, is probably sounds uh you know, silly, but it's not something I really thought about because what happened was that people started coming to me wanting me to take their pictures. And after a while, I was like, wow, this takes too much time away. So I need to, I need to get paid. So that's really how it started. It was never like, oh, wow, I'm going to start a photography business because it was just something that happened. And then I had my first child and then and I had, you know, I was away from my regular job. Um, and of course, you don't have downtime being on maternity leave, but you do, uh, you do empty your brain on all the, you know, stupid stuff, pretty much. So I suddenly started thinking about this. Wow, maybe this is something I should do. I've, I've always, you know, just pushed this aside. So that's actually when I started it, when I was on maternity leave, because that's when I... So uh, there was never really a planned out strategy. It's just something that evolved. And But now, of course, I put a lot more thought into what I do. Uh, I know the type of sessions I don't want to do. And I know what more jobs I want. And, you know, and of course, in the future, I need to make sure that I get those. Is it important for you, perhaps, not to have a mentor, but to have some to someone to to sort of absolutely to, to to bring ideas to and see if they're worth anything, and to to get feedback on those ideas? I mean, not necessarily my my own specific ideas, but in general, the things that we encounter as photographers. I have a big network of photographers here, both here in Malmö, but also Stockholm. And that's also why it will be so fun next week to meet everybody. Um, but we we try to meet at least once a month to talk about, you know, Yes, we discuss customers too, uh, customer issues, uh, how to attack a certain, you know. But at the same time, it's not so much a mentor relationship, more so than just being a colleague, um, uh, to be honest. So, but something I do see in the photography world being filled with creative people and, you know, me being ha- having you know, a strong finance background, I always think business at the same time. So time is money. That's how I think uh, uh, a lot of times too. And that's where I see that people in the in the creative community need help. And, and that's just, you know, that's just a, a fact that, you know, am I pricing this right? Am I, you know putting my time in where I need to be put, you know, it's just, um, uh, I think a lot of people are allergic to everything that has to do with, 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 you know, money. It's but just it's actually, economics. Yeah. It's economics. Yeah. It's boring, but it's really not because that's what's kind of making, uh, you know, <laughs> making you able to grow and grow your business and buy new things. I mean, camera equipment is not cheap. No, it's not. No. <laughs> and and that can make the the whole difference if your company is make or break, right? Absolutely, and that's I think that's why I've seen. Um, a lot of extremely talented photographers and creative people that just they they just can't live off of it and uh and I have the opposite I I don't want to do this full time I do want to be part of something bigger as well so I would need really 12 more hours in a day that's what I would need because <laughs> there's so many things I want to do 
but um but yeah i think even if it's not mentorship i think it's just you know talking to other people and don't be afraid to share what you've learned because you're going to learn something from someone else so it's important not to you know think about you know oh this is a a trade secret or this is this no and if somebody just steals something right you know right from you then you know that's on them all right so community i i would like to to put that as a community have a community around you even if you're starting new find someone that's doing similar stuff and and get feedback from them and don't be afraid to share you get things back mm, yeah all right um so you started with saying something like fear here you have no fear and and is that important for you to have no fear and be or can that be a, a driving factor for an entrepreneur it i think it is a, a driving factor for an entrepreneur i mean in my my example is you know it's never really been that difficult because i've always had you know before i had a full-time job that i that could um help me out in in doing additional investments so of course it was easier for me to to make those large uh, first investments but i think you just need to you shouldn't be afraid to throw yourself out there talk to people you never know where you can spark up a new business relationship it's it's really true um and um uh, yeah you you fearless is i mean it sounds like i, I, I mean, don't mean just, fearless i mean like i'm afraid that i might lose my house because my company is exactly. going bad yeah exactly i mean that's where you need to you need to <laughs> have an obe in sweden it's a you know a corporation where it's not on you you know um where it's not you you're not the legal legal person yeah so, you you create a new entity for it. yeah exactly so i think uh, and that's how you avoid that but of course you you still need to to pull everything around and that's why you need to i think you need to just um, search the knowledge of finance and economics and and just business how you and, and don't give up uh you know just keep plugging away i mean honestly i don't think i saw you know black numbers for the first you know three years you there are a lot of i mean depending on what business you're you're starting of course but there are a lot of investments at first and uh also investments in yourself and it has to it has to be something that's done uh if you want to be you know successful so i've worked for free even in the beginning because there were certain i that i don't do anymore um but um you know if it's the right thing uh, in the beginning to acquire a certain experience then is it important to have fun and actually you said something earlier about uh you started this more as a sort of people were asking you but you somewhere must have thought that this is really fun otherwise yes, you would have just yes. turned people down right no no i i it is really fun and especially now when i can more uh pick and choose what i do um i have uh there has been some uh, model agencies calling me and wanting that me to photograph their you know new faces and um obviously get paid for it and that's just that's that's success for me because that just proves that you know me building those relationships and you know showing what I can do and so I think now 
and those things are fun for me because then I can be creative. It's not, then it's all on me. Then I decide the whole shoot. Uh, and, and that's, you need those things as well. But at the same time, I have, you know, customers who, you know, they want a certain thing, but it needs to go in line with what I, what I, what I stand for and, and what I, I want to deliver. So definitely, I definitely have fun. And that's also why I don't take on, on that many customers a month because it doesn't get fun when all you do. Then there was a time, uh, I think it was about two years ago, when I just took on everything during a summer. And I did not want to touch the camera for weeks uh, and and then I just lost the, the passion. So that's very important to me to not go, you know, crazy with with taking on too many customers and taking on the things that I think sound fun. I mean, meeting a family on the beach with their, you know, one year old. I mean, having fun for an hour. I mean, that's that's amazing to be honest, and then just, you know, capture them having fun and, and, uh, and delivering cute pictures. I mean, that's, I mean, it's a dream job, really. But you can't have 10 of those a week, because then it doesn't become, you know, fun anymore. So how, how would I go about to find my treasure, threshold for how much work I know I can take on is is there like a, a path or i just try i i don't think there's a magic formula because i think it also has to do with what else is going on in your life if you don't have kids you can go crazy but and if you have older kids maybe but like i have smaller kids you, you can't work you know from dusk and you don't to dusk. want to and your... I don't want to. And I don't want to. Exactly. Um, so even in, in the corporate world, before I had kids, I, I worked around the clock. And I didn't understand people that didn't. But now I understand. So I think it's it all has to do what else is going on in your life. And, and uh, of course, we all have different thresholds in how much... Uh, stress and and you know work we can take on and here I want to mention again expectations tell the customer okay I'm in high season it will be four or five weeks until you see your pictures is that okay um, and you need to you need to make sure that they know that so they don't think that oh the next next week I'm gonna get my pictures yes if if I met you in October maybe but if I see you in, you know, July, August, it, no. So, um, yeah, it, I, I don't think there's a magic formula to understand how much you can take on. I think it's just something you have to uh, decide for and, and, and try things out. I've tried to work around the clock and it didn't work because I lost passion. So I know... Um, I'd rather make less money, to be honest. And, you know, just have more quality customers. So, is is that important for you then to, to try to really keep that passion and always have fun? I mean, is that an entrepreneurial experience or, or skill or is that just human? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I mean... Um, I mean, there are many people that just go to work from 8, they check in, then they have lunch for an hour, then they end by 5 o'clock. And I mean, that's nothing bad with that, right? No, I mean, again, you can be entrepreneurial in your job. It depends on what job you have, but... Um, uh, as long as you, that's why I, I miss the corporate world also, because there you, like I said, you can be part of bigger things and larger strategic projects. And 
and everything is not on you. No, and you can still have fun. Uh, absolutely, you can still have fun, and you have the same colleagues every day. And I mean, that's just fun in itself. Instead of sitting alone in front of your computer when you're not, you know, seeing customers. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can. You can say. I mean, you can have fun. Whatever you do, it's 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 whatever, you know, floats your boat, so to speak. So that means that I I take that as entrepreneurial, as we said a little bit earlier. It doesn't have to mean that you're self-employed. It can be anywhere. It ties more that you actually like what you do. You have fun doing it. You enjoy doing it, and you have a passion for it. And you just want to know everything there is to about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Does it take a certain type of people to start your own business? I mean, that's what I talked about in the beginning. I I think it it does. I think my my tips or my what I tell people that want to do their own thing is. Sometimes they feel like it's overwhelming. Where do I start? But, you know, I I try to look at it as in anything that, you know, you're trying to approach. Okay, you have a goal. Okay, you want to go somewhere. Just set up certain, you know, partial uh, goals. Okay, this is what I want to... And make a plan like any any other project. Okay, this is... Okay, by this date, I'm going to do this. Just simple things, research, whatever. Call this person. I mean, because there's the little steps that build up to the big thing. It's not like, oh, let me start a business and be, you know, full out, you know. You don't end up on Fortune 100 just by no, boom, starting. No, and that might not be the goal either. So um, I think... It's important to break it down into little pieces because then it doesn't become so overwhelming. Uh, and we do have a lot of dreamers out there to just talk. They want to do this, they want to do that, but they they just they don't they just don't do it. So I think that's it's 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 like the old saying: Do you want change? Yes. Do you want to to change? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. What does it take to actually go ahead and and doing that change? Is it like I have a strong willpower or a, a will or mind power or to 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 see that vision and make that true? Yeah, I mean, you have to have. Uh, I was going to say you have to have balls, but I mean, it depends. I mean, if you're employed and you don't like your job, it's much easier to make that change because then you're not leaving something you know where your heart is but if you do like what you do then I suggest just you know start in small scale uh, outside your work and see if it's for you I think it's dangerous to just drop a a, um, a secure income and just you know start something brand new. I think you need to try to do it part-time first and see if it's for you. All right. So if I'm getting inspired by this and then I want to look into being an entrepreneur or perhaps try to start my own business, then how do I get started? Is the the plan, as you said, or where yeah, can I make, go to find out more? Yeah, make your plan. Talk to people. Uh, either that uh, that care a lot about you and your and you know or just that are just you know smart business people and just uh, you know talk about your ideas and make a plan and if you want a partner a lot of people do things together um, you know make sure okay you do this I do this and then you know it's just about making it happen. I, I don't think things don't happen overnight, but you do need to have a, so, so that's why you need to have some type of plan because 
like I said, it all it's all the small things that just add up to something uh, bigger. Uh, where where can I find you next? Where what are your next steps? That's a, a good question. I don't really know my, <laughs> myself right now, but I think I'm gonna go back um, uh, in a in a business role in a uh, hopefully l- larger international corporation. Um, but also continue doing this. Um, and how that's going to go, I don't know. I'm almost fully booked for 2016. Uh, so, again, I'm going against <laughs> what I've said about time management. But I, I'm going to roll with the punches and see what happens. Because I, I do miss my regular career. And uh, because I... Um, and and my goal one day is to have you know my own my own business and uh, and it doesn't have to be just me i would love to have you know employees and so forth but that's not a photography business it's something else and i haven't figured that out yet so until then i'm i'm learning about being an entrepreneur with what i do right now and uh, you know hopefully have a rewarding regular job so to speak making air quotes on an audio podcast there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a regular job yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so I will add the links to your uh, your homepage and your Instagram and uh, your Facebook page. Anything else uh, you want to call out here? If anybody in in the Skåne, Copenhagen, Malmö region uh, have a business where they need a driven <laughs> entrepreneurial person with uh, a lot of international experience that can make things happen and that is hopefully fun to work with, uh, yeah, call me. <laughs> All right. And, or if you have... A, you know, if you want your family photographed or, you know, I like mixing the creative with, with business. Uh, I, I think they go hand in hand very well. Thank you for your participation in CRM Rocks, Therese. Thank you so much for inviting me. And thanks to you who are listening. And don't forget that you can just subscribe by searching for CRM Rocks in your favorite podcasting app and you will find it right there. See you next time on CRM Rocks.